This is Michelle Bell with ASI's editorial team, and I have the distinct pleasure of being here with Josh Abrahami, who was just named the 2019 Distributor Sales Rep of the Year. Congratulations, Josh. Thank you very much. I'm honored. Uh, well, listen, it's our pleasure, and you are just uh, quite the success story in the industry. For those who don't know, Josh is um, a rep extraordinaire, actually a VP and part owner of Jack Nadell International, which is a top 40 distributor based in California. And Josh, I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit about your start in the industry, which I just have always found fascinating. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you were 22 when you first started as an intern with Jack Nadell. Is that right? Yep. So basically, um, so I fell into this industry by a complete accident. I didn't even know it existed, obviously. I don't think it's really heavily marketed to right. college students or high school or anybody in that case. Um, I think everybody kind of falls into it. But um, I had heard in college that the to have success, you need internships. So I really took that um, literal, and um, I had eight internships in college, and um, I had a whole plan where my last internship would be this great job, and I would be following, testing all the different waters, and then, you know, I tried radio, music, movies, all these different things, and um, after 9-11, I no longer had a paid internship, so um, I kind of panicked, and the company I was with before was like an event planning company, mm -hmm. and they always talked about um, different magazines that had high honors as far as like the best companies go, and I went there, and Jack Nadell was a top five marketing company on that oh. website they always talked about. And um, so I applied to the top five marketing companies in L.A., and Craig called me pretty quickly. I still had a quarter left of college at UC San Diego. And um, he said, come on in. We'll do a paid internship. So I, I you know, was like, okay, great. They're another big event planning company putting on events for big brands. And um, you know, a month or two passed by. I'm, I come to L.A., rent a place in Westwood, um, a room, and come to work. And everyone's selling pens and mugs and journals. <laughs> and I was so broken. I was what, just like, what did you oh, think my God, that? there's no way I'm going to do this. I didn't go to college for this. And um, so then I started applying for new jobs. In the meantime, while I was looking for new jobs, everyone was really happy at Jack Nadell. Everyone loved working in this industry. So I just assumed nobody made any money <laughs> because everyone was so happy. And I was, from all the different jobs that I worked at, people were pretty miserable, it seemed like, especially when they were trying to climb the ladder. And I just assumed, you know, work was going to be pretty tough and you, you know, you don't necessarily love what you do. Sure. It's going to take a really long time to figure it out. So um, then I noticed how everybody was happy and I kind of just stuck around. And then one day, uh, long story short, I found out how much money everybody made. <laughs> so then I couldn't believe that there was this kind of money in the industry and you could be happy doing what you do. Um, so, um, I stuck around for a little bit and then like a month into my internship, Craig said, Hey, um, when you, when you graduate in a quarter, why don't you try sales? And I was completely yeah. honored. I was, I thought that was awesome. And, uh, and that was it. I started in, uh, January, 2003, it was 22. And, um, and I, all my first clients were all those internships I had. So that's wow. how I built my base of my because I had worked for them, I knew I knew them. They knew me, sure. so it was a really it was really easy for me to go to them and say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing now," and um, and then that's who became my first clients. What did you go to college for, Josh? What's that? What did you go to college for? Um, I was an econ major and a communications uh, 
double minor in art and communications. Gotcha. So, um, but yeah, but everything I learned in college was really from extracurricular activities or from internships. I don't think. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, yeah. So, and not to be hyperbolic, but you know, you had told me one time that you, when you started out, you were, you know, basically subsiding on uh, ramen noodles and not making any money. And here we are, we cut to 16 years later, where at the age of 38, you were Jack Nadell's top selling rep for 11 years garnering the Marty Nadell Award, and you're now selling eight figures a year for the company and have 5% sales growth year to date. That is something. Yeah, I was eating a lot of Taco Bell, actually. <laughs> I mean, ramen noodles were there, too, but it was like fast food. Man, <laughs> fast food all the time when I was starting off, just because, you know, you just have to do what you got to do. It's so funny. Today, actually, we're visiting a client for lunch, and, um, you know, times have changed, and I'm normally, you know, I like to take my clients to really nice lunches and um, always show them a really good time and make sure everyone's happy. And they asked for us to um, bring in Domino's pizza today. Oh. And I have, I have not done that since I was like in my early 20s when I would bring like Quiznos or yeah. Togos and Domino's because that's all I could afford. And I don't know. That's just the way it was back then. And I'm kind of taken back that they want me to bring Domino's. I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's Crazy. great though. I know. That's yeah, great, though. It's, well, it's interesting. you were nominated by so many people in the industry, and I'm just going to read one quote, which I think is fantastic, from Bill Grassmeyer at MediaTree, who could not have been more definitive. Josh is the best distributor I've ever worked with, bar none. And there were so many like that, Josh. And I think, you know, when you and I spoke for the interview, your article will be coming out soon about you winning the award, that the clients you have and the level, you know, you have clients in the insurance industry, you have farmers insurance, the music industry, tech companies, fitness, certainly Viacom. How do you keep clients at that level, which are certainly, you know, you're talking about, you know, such big companies with many departments and many different demands. How do you deal with the expectation level for service with companies like that? like that? Yeah. So service for, uh, for me, for us, my team is everything. So for, um, I don't cold call well, and I don't prospect well. I'm actually, I don't prospect very much. All of my business has been based mostly on referrals, except for the beginning. Of course, you really got to, mm-hmm. you got to work hard and try everything you can. But, um, but I don't lose clients. Um, all my business is retention based. I've really never lost a client. If I have, it's because, um, they've been consolidated and maybe it's not time for us to get in yet um, with the RFP process, but um, we, um, we don't lose clients. So for me, service is everything. Um, I like to think we're really creative. Um, I like to think we have good price points, but really in the end, the client is working with us only because they feel very confident giving us their brand, giving us their business, and not having to think about promo at all. Mm-hmm. I basically want our clients this to be the last thing they have to think about. And when they do have to think about it, they're excited about it. They're not like, oh, great, we got to order some promo items. Oh, no, what are we going to do? More, more like, hey, we have a budget to order some promo stuff. Awesome. Contact Josh. Um, he's got you taken care of. Don't even worry. He'll give you some great ideas, and he'll make it easy. That's the process we want, and yeah. that's what we do. I've always done that. And, um, and to do that, we have to work with the best vendors. So it's, it's very humbling to hear that the vendors say such great things because we, I don't work with every vendor out there. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not buying on price. I could care less what the price is when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. We just want to make sure that I can send a PO in and it just gets made perfectly and goodbye. 
Um, <laughs> the best vendors are the ones that, um, that we work with. It's just we have such a good relationship with them where we know what they need. We send them an order with everything they need to go, ready yep. to go, no questions, and they just produce it on time, and nobody talks to anybody, basically. Um, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but we want to make that process so easy for our clients. Sure. The only way we can do that is to do, you know, we're a middleman, so we have to do the same with our vendors. No, no, no. I mean, it's an emphasis on streamlined efficiencies for sure. I, I, what I would ask you is, what are knowing these, these clients, what are some of your favorite products to sell them that you know are going to kind of have that wow factor for them? Whether it be, I mean, do they yeah. gravitate to brands? Are you, a lot of brands are coming into our industry now from retail. What is it that you kind of think, you know, I know that, that this will work well with this type of client? Yeah, no, I do love the retail brands. Anything that has a good brand um, presence in retail or brick and mortar is always going to do better, I think. Mm -hmm. Now, I like the fact that our industry is moving that direction. Um, I mean, we kind of sell everything, but when we have um, something really great that we love, like I basically want to sell stuff that I know I personally am going to use and uh, or my team is going to use. I don't want our clients buying merchandise that's literally going to go in a drawer or be thrown away or kind of passed down because they don't really like it. We want to sell our clients things that they're going to give away that people are going to actually use. So it's tricky sometimes when you have the lower price points, but, um, but we make it work and we have different, you know, creative ideas to get around that. Um, but I sell a lot of drinkware nowadays because mm -hmm. it has such a good value and there's so many different options out there. Um, I like to sell a lot of bags Obviously, backpacks are hot, but yep. anything that a lot of travel tech is always huge. And it's funny, you know, for us, what's new in tech, we're so on top of our game. And, you know, being at Jack Nadell, we get to see a lot of things before the, other, the whole industry kind of sure. does. So we're selling stuff. You know, I'm selling stuff that's hot right now in retail and maybe not as hot in our industry. But by the time everyone's carrying it in our industry, and they're like, oh, you need to check out this wireless charging pad. Right. I've literally already sold it to every client who's interested, yeah. and we're already on to the next step. I gotcha. Which, which kind of sucks because it makes it so hard sourcing new merchandise. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that's just where our clients are and their level of expectation. So that we just have to go with that flow. That's what we sold. So that's the way we have to do it. You know, it's interesting, especially for clients who maybe aren't so price conscious and who do gravitate towards, you know, higher perceived value items and more retail inspired items. You know, they really do. We have, you know, statistics show that these people keep promotional products like at a bare minimum for a year, which kind of flies in the face of the theory that, you know, swag is disposable because people are actually holding on to this stuff for, for quite a while. Yeah, we really want... It's tough for us when we have really low price points where, you know, clients come to us and say, hey, we want to give out something for under a dollar. That's tricky. I mean, we, sure. our clients are really well educated, I think, in the prom promotional industry where they know, you know, when they give away something at that price point, it probably won't be kept very long. Mm -hmm. um, there are those unique items that sometimes get real popular for a little bit and um, fit that price point, but it's, it's tricky when we have a lower price point. It really sure. is. And Josh, let me ask you this, you know, people in the industry talk about what's important to, to end buyers. Is it made in the USA? Is it uh, eco and green compliance? Is it product safety? You're actually out there on the front lines. Are people really asking, I mean, let's just take them one piece at a time. Are clients asking you, or does that sway their buying decision if a product is made in the USA, in your opinion? 
Yeah, all those things are very important, and they're becoming, as they get more publicized mm-hmm. um, and more attention brought to them, I think it's kind of um, passing through the whole, all the buyers, they all kind of know about that. Um, consumer safety and compliance is crucial. Yeah. All the merchandise we like to purchase has to be that way. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be covered, um, especially with social media and all the stuff that goes on nowadays. Sure. Um you know, a problem can hurt a company so, so deeply. Um, so that's important to us. Um, Made in the USA is awesome. I love to see more factories um, in the USA. Um, and primarily, besides the fact that it's, yeah, it's helping our economy, the number one trend in our industry, and it's always been this case, but I've never seen it more than ever before than this year, is timing. Mm. Everyone needs things quick. Yeah. And the thing is, is that we have... Create, the promotional industry has set itself up now where everyone does things quick. Yep. So now we've done that for whatever, 10 years. So now our clients know and feel they can get anything made quickly. But what's happened is so many people have promised so much quick stuff that it's now just a set-up expectation. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, finding suppliers who can make custom merchandise, not just logo slapping yeah. in the USA or even overseas very quickly – is um, where most of our business is going now. And do you think, in your opinion, are suppliers in the industry rising to that occasion as far as the demand and almost consistent demand for quick turnaround? Like, if you were to give them a grade, like, are they at a B level? Are they at an A? Are they they able to keep up with that sustainable demand? Um, I think the top 10% of the industry is, Mm -hmm. um, as far as suppliers go. I like to see more suppliers be able to compete with the big guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big guys are getting, or the people who know, not necessarily not all of them are big, but the vendors that know how to run a very good business where um, they know how to control their inventory, they know how to produce quality product quickly, um, they're the ones getting the most business. And I think, I think the industry, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but I would guess to say that those suppliers are, growing a lot faster mm-hmm. than the ones that aren't doing that, um, especially more than ever. Why are you seeing so many consolidations, for example, and acquisitions? Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's important to us to, to have suppliers who um, follow the trends and, um, and become more competitive with each other. Sure. So, Josh, you clearly have had great, great success in an industry that you did not think that you were going to stay in for very long. <laughs> what would you say is a, a lesson you learned early on that you uh, would like to impart to somebody who's maybe new to the industry or somebody who's young and joining the industry? What would be a piece of advice you would give them? Um, I think it's, um, I think having experience, internships here in college is, I mean, I stand behind that. Mm-hmm. Finding out what you're into and what you're not before you have major responsibilities in life is is everything. I luckily found something very early, so it actually paid off for me. It all worked out. My whole plan did work out. <laughs> but um, I found my dream job very early. Um, and also, too, I think a lot of people um, don't think of when they are starting a new job that sales is something that they want to do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very clear if you're a good salesperson or if you're not. And if you're a good salesperson, you can sell anything. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the product. It is you could sell anything. So I think people who want to go into this industry, they really need to um, have confidence in themselves and realize that anything in sales is never going to be awesome in the beginning. 
but the end goal and the long-term vision is just gorgeous. And if you can keep your eye on knowing where you want to be and not care so much about, you know, eating ramen or Taco Bell every freaking day, um, when you first start, um, you'll make it. Um, you know, that's the difference I think from salespeople coming into our industry and not they, um, they have, they see their friends doing so well in the short term, maybe. Um, but this is not any kind of short term job. Mm-hmm. It really is a long term career. Um, and once you get set up, it, it's amazing. It's, it couldn't be, you know, it's literally the greatest job in the world. So. That's great. And let me ask you this. So early on or even throughout your career, if you were to name one or two mentors in the industry who really kind of kept you focused and, you know, kept you on the right path, who would that be? For mentors? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I always go to Debbie and Craig, and not just because they work, you know, they're here at Jack Nadell, but yeah. um, this is what I know. You know, I have a sure. lot of um, industry mentors. Everything I've learned from everybody else, I'm kind of like a sponge. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Craig has been a phenomenal CEO because he's extremely honest and he's very fair. Um, I think that's putting it that, oddly. I think Craig Nadell is medically incapable of bullshitting, frankly. Yeah, basically, right? <laughs> so that's, it's really nice to know that I, I always kind of know, I can always go to him, but um, there is no bullshit. It's like a real straight, honest answer mm-hmm. for everything, which is nice. And then Debbie, you know, we kind of grew up together. In, here at J&I, and um, we're both each other's, um, we're always cheering each other on, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, she she was a groomsman in my wedding, which um, <laughs> which says a lot. She was the only woman on my side standing up there. That's wonderful. And, um, and uh, I really trust her, and she's always really, you know, pushed me along, and, you know, I get really comfortable. Um, I love my clients, and I love my life, and I get real cozy, and She's like, oh, come on, go do more. You got to go sell more. And, you know, I get really cozy with my clients and mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, and I mean, you could keep selling forever. It just is how far do you want to take it kind of thing. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. So they're wonderful, but I've had a lot of great um, industry mentors. And uh, being a sponge and just kind of learning from with everybody and being very um, honest and open with everyone, I think will allow them to be the same with you. And you can kind of gain a lot from each other where to figure out kind of how you want to mold yourself. That's great. And, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that Jack Nadell, which has given you such a a wonderful career, uh, also helped in one other way. You met your wife at Jack Nadell. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mallory. Yeah, she's a star. She's, she, we do not work together. People always ask, do we work together? We don't work together at all. Sometimes we talk about work at home, but, um, but she's a star salesperson here at J&I. She actually broke my record um, when I was under 30 here for gross profit dollars. But um, That's wonderful. But she's amazing, and we, um, we're real tight, and we have a little boy, and, uh, and it's, just, it's just awesome. Well, Josh, congratulations again on being the 2019 Advantages Distributor Sales Rep of the Year. I couldn't be uh, happier for you, and uh, clearly it is a well-deserved award. So, again, congratulations. Thank you very much. It's awesome. It's really nice of you guys. Thanks, Josh.